0: He smoked and sweat and watched the high noon haze shimmer on the blacktop of the street and sidewalks, taking perfunctory note of the other cars and pedestrians and a bicyclist in white spandex shorts crossing the intersection. He looked at the clock on the dash, 12.54. He looked back at the bicyclist, now veering right and beginning an easy cruise downhill via Iowa Street. He looked back at the clock, still 12.54. Every second was an eternity. He closed his eyes again, as he had back in the parking lot of his lawyer's office, and pictured the two items sitting under the blanket in the trunk of his car. Then, without any forewarning whatever, there came into his mind a bitingly clear image of Stacy on her knees in front of the bedroom closet, their dead infant wrapped in a blanket inside, shrieking and begging God to take it back, to undo the horrific deed she'd unwittingly done. But God had not taken it back, had he? He had not undone the deed, the gross injustice of it aside. And then, not even a year later, he'd taken Stacy from him as well, or at least let her die. If he existed at all, Fred had long since decided, he was a monster, plain and simple. But he hadn't really believed in such a God, one of the personal, super-powerful sort who supposedly heard and selectively answered people's prayers, that was, since childhood. A horn blatted somewhere behind him, snapping him back to the present. He glanced into the rearview mirror, then up at the traffic light. At some point, it had turned green and put his foot to the pedal, squealing his tires as he launched through the intersection. He almost didn't see the guy, almost killed him outright. The man, at first just a blur of scraggly hair, noodle-like limbs, and baggy tie-dye shirt, darted into the street from an alleyway about halfway along the block between 12th and 13th streets fred cut the wheel hard to the left at the last second operating on pure instinct jockeying the plymouth into the lane of what had there been any at that moment would have been oncoming traffic and by all rights there should have been there at that moment with a parallel green light at the intersection of 13th and Prospect there should have been lots of oncoming traffic later fred would reflect that At that hour of a Wednesday with unseasonably warm temperatures, the odds against it, and of, moreover, such a long gap, at least ten seconds, between the near accident and the first car to come along in the opposite direction, could not have been much higher than one in a hundred. Much as they had on the night of his infant daughter's death, for Fred Dogen, time and space suddenly grew terribly distorted in their dimensions and flow. At first everything— the screech of his tires as he slammed on his brakes and fishtailed in a ninety-degree arc, the smell of the cigarette he dropped smoldering in the carpet of the 4 the harshness of the sunlight in his eyes, half-blinding him as he strained to get control of his car, seemed to happen in slow motion, in a vacuum of space much too small and confining, everything in it jarringly vivid, every detail standing out in stark, dizzying relief. And then, just as suddenly, It was all happening far too fast, in a chaotic, disorienting blur, no particular thing or thought clear enough to be perceived, save as a nebulous image or fragment of noise. One moment his senses were absurdly keen, the next they seemed to fail him miserably, able to interpret stimuli only as they might in a dream.